Welcome to Color Outside the Lines. I'm Krista, and this podcast is for you if you are ready to step out of society's narrative and build a life that is completely aligned to who you are and what you are meant to be doing, and feel safe doing so. Together, we rewrite old programming and create our own stories that guide us toward our most authentic selves. You being you is what the world needs most right now. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Color Outside the Lines. I'm so excited today because I have a very special guest with me, my friend and former client, Ashley. I guess my former client, I've been her client, she's been my client. We've been doing all kinds of collabs together. You guys are probably very familiar with her because I think every time I talk about her, you guys all go follow her. And so today I have brought her on to talk about Well, basically, we're going to bust some online business myths today. We have both have been in online business for quite a few years, and we have seen it all. And we're going to talk through that today and talk through what we have found in two totally separate businesses that have worked really well for us and that we know will work really well for you. So the biggest myth that we're going to talk about today is hard work and success. Does it take hard work? How much hard work does it take to get the level of success that you want? And we're going to talk about it in a way you've never heard before. So I'm really excited to have this conversation with her. Ashley and I met online, actually. And through a friend of a friend, we both were in the same social selling company a while back. And then we both are no longer with that social selling company (laughs) for lots of different reasons. But then we were introduced through a mutual friend and we definitely hit it off and we have just been supporting each other in our businesses ever since then. So Ashley, do you want to tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yes, absolutely. And I wanted to say thank you for having me on. I've been so looking forward to being on the show and having the honor of being a guest on the show. So thank you for that. My story, let's see, I'll tell you a little bit about how I got into online business and then maybe we can just kind of sprinkle in different pieces along the way as we talk about hard work and success and all of the things. So my background is actually in special education. As you know, I worked as a special education teacher for eight years and then I had gone to school, gotten my master's degree in educational leadership and then thought that that's what I was going to do forever and always, regardless of whether or not I had children. So I got into program coordination for a school district for special education, and I did that for four years, got pregnant with my now seven-year-old daughter. That sounded a little weird, but anyway, yeah, so I went back to work thinking that that's what I wanted to do, and I went on maternity leave and then went back to work for a year. But on that maternity leave, I started my first website almost for fun. I really didn't have any idea that I could monetize it necessarily or really desire. I just really wanted to blog and create content. And I've always loved social media and sharing and maybe sometimes oversharing, which is ironic because I'm an introvert, but somehow that, I don't know, doesn't translate onto the interwebs. But anyway, started my blog and then quickly realized, oh, you can actually monetize. So I started monetizing through affiliate marketing, through reward style and Amazon and you know getting commissions from links that I was sharing in social media and on my posts. And I just had a ton of fun doing it. And it was a like a side business, a side hobby that I did while my newborn at the time was napping. And then I went back to work for a year and kind of just kept up with that, learned the ropes of email marketing, learned tons about online marketing, funnels, blogging, WordPress, all the things. And it was just, again, a side passion, side hobby. And I grew my audience that way, kind of in the pockets of my time around 
full-time work around being a mom. So it can be done. I promise if you're out there listening, like, ah, I have too much on my plate. It's almost better. Honestly, I feel like I was more disciplined at that time to, we'll talk about this more, but work smart versus hard. I didn't have time to work hard or hustle. I really didn't. I had to get very specific things done that I knew would move the needle as far as growing my audience and influence. And so that's all I had time for. And that's all I did. And looking back, I could advise myself right now to kind of go back to (laughs) more of that. Like less is sometimes more if you have a business plan, if you have a plan and you know what it is that you should be doing to move the needle. So anyway, I left my career after going back to work for a year because I literally didn't anticipate it, but just could not stand being away from my daughter. And that was a great decision. But I also realized really quickly after not working and being used to being a high, I don't know, what is that, a generator, manifesting generator or something? I think that's what I am in human design. Like, I love to produce things and work and like that just makes me feel alive. And so, yes, producing a child is one thing and being a mom, that's huge in and of itself. But there were times when I just missed, I don't know, work. And so I decided to kind of scale what I was doing online and so added in stream of revenue through social selling, which, you know, more on that later. And then slowly over time, taken some pivots, obviously, to doing what I'm doing now, which is online business coaching. And I've done everything from hassle until my life fell apart to sitting in my bathtub in the middle of the day, like, oh, life is good and not working as hard as I needed to for a season and realizing that wasn't, you know, the answer either. So that's a little bit about my foray into the online business world. I love it. And I love what you just said right there at the end, because that is one of the reasons why I wanted us to have this conversation, because you and I have approached business really differently. And we've had lots of conversations about this, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And even from a standpoint of you have been much more of the bootstrapping, like I'm going to learn how to do it. And I've been much more of the, I'm going to find somebody that knows how to do it and pay them, right? Mm -hmm. And so we just had really different approaches to the way that we have done online business, which has been really interesting for me personally to watch and to learn from you. So the other day I was listening to another coach, Stacey Bayman, and she was giving a masterclass and she was coaching somebody and they were talking about, well, I have all these ideas and I want to do this and this, but it just sounds like a lot of hard work. And she said, why is hard work a problem? And that just lit me up when she said that because we have gone through so many eras, for lack of a better word, thank you, Taylor Swift. We've gone through so many eras of online business in the last. So I started my business. Well, I started my network marketing business in 2016 as well. So you and I were like similar timing. So over the last, how long has that been? Seven-ish years? Seven, eight years. Yeah. And so we have gone through a lot of different eras just in seven years. It feels like online business sometimes is super speed. And we're going through all these different changes at a really fast pace. But there was this the first era that we kind of like when we came in to online business, it was like the girl boss era, right? It was girl wash your face time. Rachel Hollis was coming to prominence, you know, and we were all like, yes, let's go. Let's hustle. And I remember being told that if you would just quit everything and don't have friends, don't have family life, just abandon your life for an entire year, 
then it will set you up for the rest of your life. That was the messaging, right? Especially mm-hmm. in the network marketing world, we were getting that. That might still be the messaging in the network marketing world. I don't know. But it was definitely during that time. And there was a lot of the, you know, 5 a.m. club kind of stuff and like mm-hmm. morning routine and like Grant Cardone, 10x your results, all that kind of stuff. And so we went from this hustle, hustle, hustle culture. And then all of a sudden, a couple of years later, it was like, well, actually, never mind. Don't hustle. You don't need to hustle anymore. You can just, you don't need anything. You don't need Facebook ads. You don't need a website. You don't need, you don't even need an audience. And I remember you being one of the voices that was like, don't tell them they don't need an audience because of that. What builds your business? What in the world is happening? <laughs> yeah. Who was getting paid to actually disseminate that kind of information was my wonder at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think like one of the things was it sounded really good, right? All you have to do is have your phone and you don't have to, which actually that was really the first thing because I got into network marketing because that was kind of the messaging. And then all of a sudden that wasn't working. And so then they were like, hustle, 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 hustle. But then it was like, but you don't, you don't need anything. You can just show up and like, you're going to make tons of money. And I feel like it's been such a disservice Because you know me, like I'm all about the beliefs that you have and I'm all about the beliefs that you hold and your subconscious mind creates your reality and all of those things. But I am also about inspired action. And so I think that we abandoned that piece of inspired action. And when I heard Stacey say, why is hard work a problem? I was like, that is what we need to hear right now because... There was this time of saying you don't need Facebook ads, you don't need a website, you don't need systems, but you the whole time were over there creating the systems that have now created that ease and flow in your life and business. Yes. And so that's the long-term play mentality is how I frame it for myself is setting up those long-term assets that will serve you for years to come so that when you are working, so when you are creating content, you have a place to put that content that's not going to serve you just for that day. So if you are in a season of working hard, you are in a season of tons of inspired action that doesn't just get seen one day and gone the next, or it's on a platform that you don't own. And then that becomes not the popular platform like TikTok. I mean, it's still popular, but who knows with all of these changing algorithms and social media, it is such an important tool for creating community and connection. There's so many benefits, but I always encourage my clients to have an evergreen asset. So a podcast, a YouTube channel, a website with a blog, something that you can utilize search engine optimization because Google is not going anywhere. So if you have your SEO, where you can be discovered for your products, your services, your opportunity, that's going to serve you for the long term so that while you're working and while you're producing content, you can repurpose that evergreen content onto your social media. You can still talk about the same concepts, but it's working smarter versus working harder or working hard and smart because like you were saying, there's nothing wrong with hard work. I don't know of any successful business owner outside of this weird and maybe we can talk more about this but there's certain within like the coaching world particularly like the spiritual coaching world I feel that there's like these almost like pyramid scheme type structures that aren't realistic for business owners outside of that as far as the the amount of work required to be able to create ease and flow so there's going to be seasons and I'm not afraid of saying it there have been seasons where I've worked 
10 to 12 hour days for weeks on end, but to create something that I knew would serve my business. Like I did this last week, all week long, I was working on a particular set of sales funnels for an ad campaign. And so to me, knowing it was very motivating, knowing what I was doing is going to serve me for a long time and allow me to have some freedom, allow me to take a week off because I can have this system that's working for me. So to me, hard work when it's smart and when you have a plan, there's nothing wrong with that. And it's totally necessary, I think. You know, it's not embarrassing if you're working hard. I feel like there was this maybe we're coming out of that period where it's, oh, you poor thing. I really had to come to terms with this because it is appealing, right? You see this leisure, this luxury that certain influencers or coaches show and it's their lifestyle. But at the same time, like I would rather pay someone that I knew had the the work ethic, the drive, the things that it does actually take to build a business, not being a new business owner myself, knowing you cannot not work. There's not going to bring you success, at least for a period of time. To get there requires at least a, a season or multiple seasons of hard work. That's just, at least in my experience and for most business owners in any realm. Online business, I think, skews it a little bit because it is online, because we can sell digital products or sell our time. You can be profitable really quickly, but typically for businesses, that's not even a thing to not to firstly be profitable right away. And secondly, to not have to work hard to get to be profitable. It's unheard of. So we're very blessed that we have the type of businesses that we do that we've you know been introduced to this. But yeah, there has to be that in between of taking care of yourself, feeling fulfilled personally, making sure your spiritual life, making sure your relationship is on point, making sure that you're paying attention to your kids, having that harmony in your life, but also working hard. There has to be that that in between. But I feel like what happened when we were first getting into network marketing and online business, it was discouraged from having any kind of balance like that. Right. Yeah. And then, yeah. Because it would pay residually. That was the argument, right? Is it will yeah. pay residually. But then, as you said, there's kind of this spiritual coaching world that came out that was like, oh, I just show up and I'm making five-figure months and I'm making, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever, $3 million a year or I'm making $60 million a year or whatever. And it was the false way of showing what was actually happening. In my opinion, I think it was a false way of showing and it was a false way of understanding the mindset that it takes to build a really sustainable business. And I think there was this time of where it was like hustle, hustle, hustle. And then it was like, don't do anything at all. (laughs) And attract it. And I think that you and I have found that the answer is actually in the middle, as you were describing, Mm -hmm. where it's, yes, there is a time of working really hard and there is a time of self-care and ease and flow, but also that that hard work is what's going to create the ease and flow. Mm -hmm. And- as you said, the hard work feels really good sometimes. It feels yeah. so rewarding. And it feels, especially when you're doing something that you're super passionate about and that you really want to serve your people, mm-hmm. when you show up and you work in that way, it feels of service to the people that you are wanting to serve and that you're wanting to uh-huh. reach with. 100%. 
100%. And I mean, I think a big part of this is taking back our own personal definition of what success means because that is completely arbitrary. So for a person who is living in Arkansas and has no children, what their definition of success or the amount they need and more is going to be different than someone living in California with 10 kids. Their definition of success, maybe that being just meeting their bills and or you know having some cushion, that's going to look different. And I think I've started to look at it as, okay, I don't want to be a certain level of successful if it compromises my ability to take care of myself because I think of taking care of myself as a personal brand. And I tell all my clients this too, as a personal brand, you are your biggest asset. So if you think that you can work hard for 10 hour days per week and you're also not literally scheduling in taking care of yourself, you will burn out. And so that's the, I think that's where, at least for me, I've come to the balance of thinking of and scheduling in my daily I get, yeah, I guess self-care, personal development, all of these things that we think, oh, we can't have, we can't have a six-figure business. We can't have a multiple six-figure business and also be in excellent shape. Well, I don't want to have that if I can't. And so therefore scheduling in at the end of every week for the next week, I schedule in on my calendar, my workouts. I schedule in when I, this is silly, but when I am going to read, like all of these things that I know help to keep me in the highest version of myself for that day so that I can show up well, so that I can show up well for my clients, my daughter, my friends, my family. Like it is a part of, you have to think of it holistically. And so to me, as long as I can pay my bills and I have some cushion and whatever else, and I'm happy and healthy and I'm showing up well, not just online, but in my real life, then that is successful for me. But for everyone, it's different. For someone else, it might be a million dollar business. And so that's going to require a different type of work and scaling and balance and define success for ourselves and then arrange our business around that to feel in alignment with, I guess, our priorities. There is no cookie cutter, like the name of your podcast, Coloring Outside the Lines. There's no, there are lines that we can confine ourselves to, but they're really not reality. Yeah. And there's so much like marketing around what level of success you should be at. And I've had clients before that are reaching a certain level of success and it is so good for them, right? Mm -hmm. Exactly like what their family needs. It's the amount of hours that they wanted to work, et cetera, et cetera. And they feel not good enough because it's, oh, but look at so-and-so. She's just taking bubble baths and making 100k a month or whatever it is i had that for a while too where i mean i call them the champagne coaches by the way (laughs) i love that i'm going to adopt that they're always drinking champagne and so it's like you see this whole kind of the era of champagne coaches coming on and saying you don't need anything you just need to like show up and while i heavily heavily believe in energetics there was also for me watching them was not serving my energetics. It was not raising my vibration to watch them and then say to myself, well, I don't have 100K months while I'm taking bubble baths. But then as you said, coming to this place of realizing, I actually don't know that I want or need 100K months at this point in my life. Maybe like Mm -hmm. at a later point, that might be something, a goal that I have right now. What is, why am I doing this business? 
who am I wanting to serve? And am I showing up in a way that does that? And if right. that, and as you said, and also serves my personal life, mm-hmm. then that is success. That's massive. Yep. Because we get to choose. We get to choose those things, which is so great. So how do you set your boundaries around your, I mean, because as entrepreneurs, as we already said, we could spend 12, 14, 16 hours a day hustling, grinding it out. So how do you set your boundaries around, I don't want to say work-life balance because I feel like it all bleeds into each other, but for 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 lack of a better term, your work-life balance. Okay. So I think for me, and as you know, and you've mentioned, I do, I really do believe in, I guess it's more of like the masculine planning side. I believe in a combination of both, but what has always worked and when I've moved away from this, it hasn't worked. So again, my personal experience, every human is different. But for me, I actually plan out my overall business, like what I'm going to launch, what I'm going to be working on, what I'm going to be reading. I'm looking at my planner right now, what I'm going to be launching, all of the different components of my business, including my personal life. There's eight different categories of planning that are in there. I have that for the year and it can be adjusted and I do adjust it every single quarter, but having an overall picture of where I want to get by the end of a year and then by the end of a quarter and then by the end of a month and by the end of a week it makes it so that I can give myself boundaries because before when I didn't have that, we know all of us as entrepreneurs, it is a never ending freaking list of to do's if you let it be. And it feels really overwhelming. And it's really hard if you have ambition, you have drive to turn it off. Like when is enough? And I used to have the hardest time because I didn't have boundaries for myself because boundaries are for ourselves. I didn't have boundaries on when is enough. And so what I have to do is the night before, sometimes I'm not always perfect with this, but generally the night before or the day before, at some point, I think about my next day and I look at my to-do list that's narrowed down for the week. Again, always moving towards a larger goal with room for inspired action, of course. For example, I'm doing a random masterclass that I just decided I wanted to do for next week because that felt good. And I have the time because I don't have my daughter for two weeks while she's with her dad. Now, would I normally do that? Probably not. But if I have the time and it feels fun, I'm going to do that. And I have the capacity to do it. But typically, I look at my list and I think, okay, I need to pick what are the three next things I need to do? And depending on how much time I have to work for that day, I typically work Monday through Friday. And so I'll look at the day. I'm like, okay, I've got these work blocks. I can realistically definitely do usually it's only up to three tasks. It depends on how many clients I'm seeing or whatever. But I say those are the things that I'm going to complete before the end of the day. If things go awry and I have to stay up an hour later to finish that, that's it. But I'll feel really good about that. And sometimes I get like 10 things done. And sometimes I don't get my three things done, but at least I know, okay, that's what I'm going to bump to the priority for the next day. And so it just always feels purposeful. Whereas before or in different seasons, I've just been land landlessly that's not a word but just like grinding though like you're yeah going for a business like I thought I had aim but it really wasn't it wasn't getting me anywhere for as hard as I was working I mean I remember back in the day I would just grind away I didn't really have a strategic plan or a long-term vision 
for my brand or where I wanted things to go and how I could get there. Whereas now having that, it just makes when I do work hard, it doesn't annoy my brain because I'm like, oh, yeah, I need to do this because if I want to get here, this is what I have to do. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's one of the boundaries. So just telling myself and allowing myself to shut it down when is enough. So yes, work hard, but don't work insane. That's the other thing is knowing yourself, having the self-awareness to know what is too much. And especially if you don't have very much time, you haven't been able to take care of yourself or you're sick or someone in your family's sick, you have to give yourself that grace and that space to adjust those boundaries of what hard work means in that season and what, you know, what feels good. So that I that's one boundary. I'd have a million boundaries, but that's yeah, the and biggest it, one as far as work. If you guys want to hear more about Ashley talking about boundaries, she just did a podcast episode on her podcast. So you guys go check that out. By the time this comes out, it might be a couple episodes back, but go look for the boundaries episode and you can hear more about what her boundaries are. But that is so good what you just described because the enoughness is such, to me, that is the biggest mindset block for people. Mm-hmm. Is, have I done enough today? Have I done enough to hit? And it's often a goal that we don't even know, right? And I yeah. think a lot of times as entrepreneurs, we can get so wrapped up in making the next dollar that we mm-hmm. don't look at that long-term vision. And so it's what is the work that I'm doing right now? And you said this to me, you said, Boundaries are what makes the hard work work. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so good because when the when you put these boundaries on it, then you can feel that enoughness, right? You can say, mm-hmm. I decided that this is this at the beginning of the day or the beginning of the year or beginning of the month or whatever, that this amount of work was enough. And I know that it's enough because it's going to support this vision versus yeah. like, just showing up and being like, what am I going to do today? You know, totally. And what happens when we don't put those boundaries, at least in my opinion and experience in working with clients as well, is either we get burnt out and then take time off because we're so burnt out, we literally can't executively function at all. So yeah. we work really hard and just go all balls to the wall and it's too much. And then we burnt out. Same as like working out at the gym. I always, I know you and I have similar minds on this. If you go and work out and you work out way too hard, you work out seven days a week, you push yourself to the limits, you get injured, and then you're out of the gym for a month and then all of your progress backslides. And it's the same with business. If you go too hard and you neglect everything else, the stretching of your business, if you will, or the nutrition side of your business, like personal development, things like that, then you can burn out and then you plateau or you your business takes a dip because you're not able to show up anymore because you're exhausted or you do show up and your energy is all wonky and weird. Or we get so, if we don't have boundaries around what it is that we're working on and what is enough, it gets so overwhelming. I know you see this with clients. I see this with mine all the time. It gets so overwhelming because it looks so big. Like I want to start a podcast and that podcast never gets launched because it feels like a million pieces. It's too big. So chunking things down by year, quarter, month, week, day, and letting that be enough and knowing that you're working towards what you want to do for me and for my clients. I think that's key to not getting overwhelmed and not doing anything or burning out and then taking time off, neither of which like help you to grow your brand and your business. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's all, yeah, it's almost like 
the like the hustle and grind until you burn out or the ease and flow until you think there's something wrong with you because you're just good. <laughs> so in the ease and flow. Okay. So let's find let's put the let's put the parameters around it so that we're not doing either and we're not wanting mm-hmm. for the sake of working. Because that that's mm-hmm. an app that people get into is well, I have to work an eight hour a day because that's what we're so programmed to, right? I have to work at least eight hours a day. And I will have people that literally will just sit in front of the computer. <laughs> or they'll be scrolling on Instagram or whatever, and they think that that's like work, right? Yeah. And or they'll show up to their office space or their whatever, and they it's they're there and they're showing up, but they're not showing up effectively. Totally. Whereas when we put these boundaries and these parameters around it, and we say here's what's going to happen, it makes it so much easier to show up effectively. Absolutely. And okay, here's a new rule that I have for myself, which has been working really well. I've been doing this for maybe probably been a good six months, but I, without going into too many details, so in going through, I don't know if any of you ladies out there have gone through a divorce, but I am currently still in the process of one. And one of the difficult pieces of that without revealing too much is trying to explain to attorneys this type of business and that working full time I cannot define it by how many hours I work per day, especially with things like Facebook at like there is literally no way to contain our types of jobs to eight hours. But we have that nine to five mindset from growing up in America, in our culture. I have found on the days when I'm activated, my brain is like on fire and I have taken care of myself like I can get more done in two hours than I could. I mean, You could always work eight hours on different tasks, but the quality of your work and the energy put into that, especially in what we do, is so powerful if you're in the right vibes, for lack of, (laughs) I don't know, I guess, energy energy and vibes. So what I do now, and I used to do that, though, I would sit at my computer and sit there and I'm like, man, I got to just sit here until something happens. Well, now, so the last six months, the minute... mm, couple minutes into getting into that place, I literally get up and go for a walk. And even if it's like around the block or on my treadmill, I'll just get up and walk or get up and go drink a glass of water or something and then come back to it. And a lot of times that just gives me that little activation. And then if I still can't kind of get back into a flow, I'm like, well, you know what? Maybe that's enough for right now. I need to go do something else. But sitting there and just bashing your head against the proverbial computer, like that doesn't that doesn't help anything. I love that rule. And I totally agree because what happens is then your mindset starts to to crumble essentially, right? Because then it's, oh my gosh, why can't I think of anything? Oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Oh my gosh, my business is falling apart. I'm, nobody's ever going to buy anything from me ever again. And it's like, it can descend really, really fast when you're just sitting there without feeling like you don't have inspiration or feeling like you don't have anything to quote to do, right? Mm -hmm. Which is why I love what you said as well about planning out the year because it's like then you always feel there's a little bit of ideas and inspiration around what should be done that month and that sort of Mm -hmm. thing. So one of the things around hard work that I personally hear from clients, and I would love to hear your take on this, is and I, I even just heard this this last week from a client it's so often that they are afraid that if they put in all of this hard work, right? So it's not necessarily being afraid of the hard work, but it's what if I put in the hard work and then it produces nothing? 
what if I fail? And it's easier to just not put in the hard work and then not fail. I, you know, I love this question. Yeah. Okay. So I'm ready to talk about this with you ladies because, and gentlemen, do you have, do you have gentlemen? Yes, listeners? I do. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, oh, I would, I would love to speak with you about this because I think this is, I had to totally reframe this and now it's literally my favorite thing ever is failure because mm-hmm. having had experience, oh, I'm not my favorite thing ever, but I do, <laughs> I do not react the same way that I ever used to to failure because, and hopefully I can lend you my experience in this, failure is, and I know this sounds very cliche, but firstly, if you don't fail, then you're not Right. You're not giving it your best because there are so many times when I put something out there and it's failed or not done as well as I hoped it would. But it doesn't mean that that's not still adding up in my favor overall. So if you think about if you are working hard and and smart and you're showing up powerfully, you're giving your all, you are creating massive brand awareness. You're creating momentum in your business. And so maybe no one buys whatever you're launching. It doesn't mean that that did not advance your brand and advance your business. And I know it can be scary, but you also have to trust the process and not ease off the gas in those moments. And I can think of the major turning point for me on this was, it's almost been two years ago, I had a launch of a program that previously had always sold really well. And I didn't really change very much with, I think I did increase the price, but not to the point where it should have been a total bust. And it was, I had one person sign up for the program when previously I had always had 15 to 20 people enroll in the program. And so it was interesting because actually Krista and I had been working together and I had done a lot of mindset work. And I remember thinking, well, this is weird because I it wasn't what I expected, but I wasn't beating my own self up because I had started this work of reframing failure and reframing my worth as an individual. And I felt so good about myself and who I was at that point and the way I was showing up and the value that I had to offer, regardless of whether anyone bought from me or not. So this one person who did sign up, she signed up, but I had a full one-on-one coaching schedule for quarter. It was like going into quarter four ended up having people reach out and booked out my one-on-one, which was not part of my business plan, but I enjoyed it so much. I wouldn't have had capacity to do that had that launch gone the way that I did. And then flash forward a year from that time, that one client who signed up for the program, I actually offered it to her. I did a little pivot and offered to work with her one-on-one as she worked through the course. And we had that defined and boundaries around that. And she did. And then a year later, she came back and she signed a $20,000 one-on-one year-long contract with me. So when I look at the full picture, and that's not the only time that's happened, but that's like the larger one that I can think of, seeing things come back around and it all does add up. You have to trust the process. You have to trust that your hard work will pay off, especially if you have a plan. You're working the plan. You're showing up. You're delivering content that's meant for your target audience, for your ideal client, and that's serving them, there's always going to be things that you can tweak. There's always going to be strategy that can make your launch better or things that you can learn from. But I would never be afraid of hard work for that reason anymore because of the experience of having seen how it pans out over time. 
So I hope that's encouraging. I know it's scary. It really is, especially when if you're like me, like it is all on me, financially all on me. And so having a failed launch is not like, oh, that's cute. (laughs) So yeah, I get it. But continuing to care for yourself during those times, do not, no torture vibes allowed, no beating yourself up. Amen. Learn from it. Look at it. Get with, you know, work with Krista. Get someone who can talk you through rather than you getting into this shame spiral because we can do that so often. And I think that's been the biggest game changer is learning not to shame myself and talk crap to myself. And that's number one with any of my clients is making sure that they are their number one biggest cheerleader, especially as entrepreneurs. If we don't do that ourselves, whew, boy, that's a slippery slope, you know? Yeah. And I love that because one of the other things that Stacy said on this masterclass was, I'm doing the hard work for me. Yeah. And that really shifted things for me because a lot of times we feel we're doing it for the clients, right? Mm-hmm. And as online creators, that can be really hard sometimes because it feels like we are creating for free a lot of times. See, uh-huh. You know, like we can have that idea of I'm putting all this out there and nobody's paying me for it necessarily. Mm-hmm. I was getting paid for some Instagram reels there for a while and then they took that away. So that was sad. I noticed that. I never got into that, but I did notice on the back end of things like, oh, I guess that's not a thing anymore. What? <laughs> well, it was so sad. I was making $50 or something, but it was so fun. Like it felt gratifying, you know? Totally. But when she said that, I'm doing the hard work for me. You know, that to me is the mindset piece, the energetics, the vibration, all of that stuff that we talk about, right? The feminine side of the masculine, like the masculine structure of working really hard, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's let's work really hard and then let's trust the process, as you said, and let's remember that all of that hard work was because we are doing something that we love and we're passionate about. And even if the launch doesn't go the way that we thought, There are things that are working in our favor because we are showing up, right? We're showing up. We're doing the work. We are putting our heart and soul into it. And I don't know if you've read The Alchemist or not, but he says, Mm -hmm. you know, all the universe is conspiring. When you go after your personal legend, all the universe is conspiring in your Mm -hmm. favor. And when you tell a story like, and then she signed a $20,000 contract later, that to me is what that is. All the universe was conspiring in your favor as you showed up and said, this is what I want to do. This is what I'm going to work hard for. This is what I'm going to put my heart and soul into. It's like the magic that comes along with hard work. And so I just loved when I heard that, why is hard work a problem? Because I feel like you have been such an embodiment of Let's show up and work hard and then let's watch the magic happen. Mm-hmm. Thank you. It's. I think it's a really fun process. I just thought of, okay, something that I have implemented post that launch that I find to be very helpful. So this is a little launch tip for those of you who are launching your own offers. And I know many of you are. And And really, truly, this doesn't have to be for a launch. This could be for a week of content creation or a month of content creation where you're really wanting to escalate things within your brand, whether it's your influence, your sales, your affiliate sales, whatever it is. One thing that I now do before any launch, I used to always set, okay, how many either, how many students would I like to enroll? How many new clients or a dollar amount and have that type of goal. But now I like to have a goal that's outside of, that's totally within my control. 
that would feel fun. So one launch, it was about a year ago, it was for Social Seller CEO Academy. My goal for that launch was to be the most creative that I'd been with my marketing for that program. And I did. I was like, I freaking crushed it. I did all these fun little, I should have put them into more reels, but I did a ton. I had so much fun creating stories and teaching in stories and doing little goofy, I love gifs or gifs or however you say it. And I just had so much, I created graphics and I just had a lot of like creative fun. So that launch went well, but I think probably why it went well is because I was having so much fun. So it was a combination of the two. There was strategy, there was emails, there was posts. I definitely was on the masculine, but also I was just having fun in a lot of other ways and being creative. So setting a goal that you can control, maybe it's even just showing up every day. Yeah. Do that. Yay. And celebrating that because that can, even if you fail, then you didn't fully fail. And something about that just really helps mentally. And a lot of times it's what makes your launches go well because you're doing something that you're focusing on that versus focusing on a number. Yeah. I love that. That's amazing. That's such great. That is such great advice, just mindset advice in general too, right? Is to pick something that is not outside of your control. So I hope you guys will take that advice from Ashley. So Ashley, what would you say? I mean, to me, you are the systems queen. So what would you say to somebody who has maybe been afraid of systems in the past or has felt like it's too overwhelming for them to set up? Maybe you should say this to me too, actually, because I've been one of those people. (laughs) We've sort of been given this fear or this, you don't need all of these systems or you don't have to do it or you shouldn't put the time and energy into it. What would you say to that person? That's a really good question. So I would say several things. I think one phrase that came to mind when you first asked that is, and I know a lot of people desire passive income. Passive income is not going to come without hard work and passive income systems for automation. So I I mean, I don't know. There are ways you could utilize social media. And I'm not talking about investing. So not that type of passive income, but passive income from affiliate products, passive income from your own offers, passive income from network marketing, either residual or your own sales. That's not going to come without the either hard work, which we've been talking about, or systems. So for example, and I remember, you know, going beep, 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 backing up to the network marketing days. When I first got introduced to network marketing, social selling, it was through a friend of mine who was a still is a very successful blogger because she was an OG and her blog was teaching people how to launch courses, digital courses, all these things. So I started this whole thing back in 2016. This has been my world. So she taught me how to build both my own personal sales and sponsoring through funnels, automated funnels. And so I started in that industry doing things that way without realizing the whole thing of, oh, it needs to be duplicatable, blah, blah, blah. So I started things that way. I saw, I was like, wow, this is really magical. People are literally finding me and I'm helping them get started through email. I'm still doing my blog and that stuff, but I also have this stream of income. However, long story short, that started feeling out of alignment because not everyone in that industry, definitely they're not, most people are in it to make zero to $500 a month and they're really not going to invest that much time and energy into their business for that amount. And so therefore what I was doing wasn't duplicatable. And so I decided, all right, I'm going to do this the 
bootstrap way. So I shut down all the funnels for that first company and did it the very grindy way. And it was fine. But at a certain point, I realized, can I see myself doing this even another year? Or can I see myself doing this in five years? What is the possibility here? And if I can't do this with a relatively, at that time, large audience, how can other people expect to just step into this now and create anything that I'm saying that it could possibly create as far as time freedom and financial freedom? So I switched gears to a different social selling company who I'm still partnered with because I knew I could do what I started doing, which was create sponsoring and sales funnels. And that still serves me today. So I took the time in 2019, I chose a company that I thought would have a very searchable product that was hot in the marketplace anyway and chose to partner with them, took the time to set up all the sales funnels and it's like slowing down to eventually speed up, set those things up. And then when that company did hit momentum and the product has continued to pop off on the internet, not just that brand, but in general, the product, that serves me, that's passive income every single month. And it honestly quite literally bought me freedom from lots of things in life, not just time freedom. And so that is, I'm a huge proponent of that. Even if someone doesn't want to, like I chose to for just ethical reasons, being an online business coach, working with a lot of people in the industry, I did not feel good about being a leader in network marketing and then coaching other. That just felt, I don't know at what point are the lines blurred or anyway. So not everyone I work with wants to step away from it, but in that industry particularly, or any industry, having systems for automations that you can show up and do what only you can do. So even, I mean, building your audience through a lead magnet that you can either promote and capture email and email contacts, you can just promote it through your social media, but even having just a lead magnet and email marketing and having that running for you, at least, at least that. I always recommend having a website for brands because you can use it to repurpose so much of your content and be discovered for what your ideal client is searching on the internet for. If someone goes into Facebook and they're searching for, say, online business coach, it's not set up for SEO. Whereas if someone says online business coach near me, then they might have a chance if I've done my job correctly to discover me, you know? So there's so many, so many reasons to set up systems. But I think as the marketplace gets more, online marketplace gets more and more saturated with people doing similar things, like creating that additional value, that additional authority alone by having these assets that will serve for the long term, I think it, it can't hurt. And it really doesn't, it doesn't take that much time. And you can also nowadays outsource it, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's almost like nowadays there's no excuse to not have those assets eventually. So, and I know it's scary because it seems, oh, tech, but you don't have to learn how to code or do anything fancy schmancy like that. But having a hub that you own where you can drive traffic, gain leads, turn all these social media eyeballs looking at all your great stuff into leads that you can communicate with on an automated basis, that's where you're going to start seeing more of that time freedom where you're not having to send a bunch of messages and, you know, all of this manual stuff that can be can be automated, which is part of for me, that's part of working, working 
hard and smart at the same time and allowing systems to work for you and to have your content generating 24 seven. So if you do take a day off, you know, now with, or with Facebook ads, with Facebook ads running or with Pinterest pins circulating or with search engine optimization on websites, if you're taking a day off, you're not actually fully taking the day off because your presence is still circulating. So to me, that's so powerful. And it's not like an overnight thing, but definitely worth investing in, especially nowadays, I feel. Yeah. And I mean, you're going to be doing your business anyways, right? So if you're in it for the long term, even if it takes a little bit of time to see a return on investment, it's not such a big deal, right? Totally. Okay. So you mentioned that you can outsource. So one of the ways people can outsource is they can hire you, right? So what is yes. you have an amazing kind of newish offer, right? Mm-hmm. And like this hybrid. Uh, so talk a little bit about that and tell people how they could how they could connect with you and get going with that. Yes. That's something that's kind of developed over time, again, like by trial and error and just doing things and discovering what feels so good to you in business. This is how this idea has come to pass. It's through working with one-on-one clients, doing group programs, all the things. So I have two different options. So very limited availability is hybrid one-on-one coaching, which to me is the best of both worlds. If you have a larger project, I'm going to give you an example because I feel like this is helpful. So I have a client who her business well, she has two different businesses. She has a social selling business that she wanted to automate, but she also has a six-figure business in buying and then selling retired racehorses. And she has two kids. She's extremely busy. These things do take time. They take more time if you have to learn how to do them. So hybrid is myself working one-on-one with a client, meeting every other week, but it's more in a collaborative manner And I actually do the work for and with my client so that they are not having to. This is someone who doesn't have time or has maybe even gone through one of my courses. They're like, yeah, 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 I get it. But I need this done like in this amount of time. So we work together on a timeline and set, okay, what's anyway. So it's truly a hybrid. It's very customized and very limited, obviously, because that's a lot of my time. But I'm loving that. So that's on my website at elevatedwithashley.com forward slash hybrid, like more details. And then I also have a new membership, which has the option of two different tiers of some done for you time and then some one-on-one. And so, and also just a base membership for someone who wants group coaching, community of online entrepreneurs, things like that. So it's a, oh, and then access to all of my courses. So a lot of times what I've found is that when it's just self-paced. So all my courses are available self-paced. You could also do that. But I found what's needed is that accountability and that structure and someone there, a community or me as a coach, helping through the blocks that come up. And sometimes that's, oh, can you just do this one piece for me for an hour? Sure. So now I have that built in, which I feel really good about because we're all busy. And to me, what could take me an hour might take someone else three months. And I don't want that to be the holdback for my clients within boundaries. So that's what I have going on now. And I love it. Amazing. I love that. So I will put the links to all of that in the show notes so that you guys can easily find Ashley. I think that offer is incredible. When you started to talk about it, I was like, yes, this is the thing that the marketplace needs because we have 
fake courses telling us how to do it and so many people abandoning those courses. And this is the way that you're not going to abandon the course, right? You're going yep. to stay the course or <laughs> no pun intended uh, and really get to what you've been talking about, which is that time freedom, financial freedom on the other side where that passive income is coming in, where yes. clients are coming in with ease and flow. And so this is literally the thing, right? Everything we've been talking about today is what makes the ease and flow happen in your life and business. And yes. by working with Ashley, you can achieve that easier and flowier and quicker. <laughs> yes. And I think, and it, I don't want anyone to think everyone has different gifts, skill sets, things that they are excellent at. And so I think in what I've found over time, and I think we can all do this in different ways, is finding out what is your zone of genius and honing the F in on your zone of genius. And so for me, I will do it. It's a lot of steps, but it, in my brain works to take something really large. I think because of my special education background, that's all I did for my whole career was taking for some people and chunking them down into manageable bite-sized chunks from a larger concept. And so now I feel like it's the same. And so I love doing that. I'll have clients that are so overwhelmed. How could I ever launch this website? I'm like, here's where we start. And boom, 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 boom. And so having someone to guide you along. Whereas I came to you, Krista, was all over the place with mindset. That is not my zone of genius. Help me, please. And so for each of us, if your zone of genius is not building out websites, then hire that out. Don't yes. feel, I think that's, don't feel pressured that you have to learn how to do all these things. It's worth the investment of your, you have to decide, is it, what's going to be the return on your investment time-wise versus hiring it out? And so my rule is always, if I'm going to need to learn how to teach someone to do this, of course, I want to learn how to do it inside and out myself. If I not, and it's not my zone of genius and I don't want it to ever be something I'm an expert in, then I will pay any amount of money to have someone help me with that, you know? Absolutely. I know this yeah. way. It's totally worth it. And as you said, it's worth the long term. I always say this, that these things that we're investing in now are lifetime ROI, right? And so yep. when you invest in something like this, when you invest in coaching, but when you invest in getting your website set up, when you invest in having someone help you with Facebook ads, whatever it is that is your thing that you need in order to move to the next level in your business, it's a lifetime ROI because you're going to invest and then you're going to make money for who knows how long. I mean, it's going to be such a huge, amazing return that helps us to what we're always trying to do, create that generational wealth, leave a legacy for our families and serve our clients in the highest way possible. So Amen. Ashley, thank you so much for all of your wisdom today. You and I have such different zones of genius and I love it when we get together and we can. I love it too. It's amazing. Bring them together. Yeah. I was like, Ashley and I should just have our own podcast together and talk about all these things all the time. Like, Seriously. Different sides of it. That would so, be amazing. Hey. Awesome. Okay. Any live in the planner. You put it in the planner. <laughs> put it on the vision. Backward map. <laughs> I love it. Okay. So any final pieces of advice that you want to leave us with before we hop off here? Oh my goodness. You've given us so much wisdom today. I'm so bad at coming up with a summary conclusion. I think this is kind of unrelated, but it's what I would love to impress upon every single person, whether they're an entrepreneur or not. And that's just to make sure to always check in 
with yourself to make sure that you're happy and you're enjoying what you're doing, that you're happy in your relationships, that you feel aligned in all areas. And then if you're not, you might be afraid to make a pivot or make a change in business or life. But I promise you that on the other side of that uncomfortable decision or that hard work or that hard life period, that's always when things get really good. And I think it's very worth it. So I know I've needed that encouragement in my life when I've been at crossroads and maybe someone's listening that is at some sort of crossroads business or personal life, but it's worth it and you're worth it to make sure that you stay or get back into alignment in your happiness. Your happiness matters. And that's what's going to have you showing up at your best. So that's my concluding thought. Kind of unrelated. Yeah, completely related at the same time. (laughs) I love that. Thank you so much. You guys, if you have loved this episode and you have loved all of Ashley's wisdom, especially that amazing nugget she just dropped there at the end, go and follow her. I'm going to put her social media information down in the show notes. And she also has a free Facebook group that you can be part of. So we'll put all of that down in the show notes. We'll put her podcast down there so you can go and consume all things Ashley. Again, Ashley, thank you so much for being here. If you guys want to continue on this journey with us, please hit the subscribe button. And until next time, this has been Krista and Ashley reminding you that you are so powerful and you have permission to color outside the lens.